And you know what? Afterwards, we can go get some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the white women at? And hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm Jay Wade, and new co-host here with me once again, Dean. How hello. you doing? Yes, that's me. I'm doing pretty well. Got my Misfits on, Fiend Club represent. Oh, yeah. Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Uh, Today had me in stitches, dude. Um, Yeah. uh, There's always, it seems like uh, there's, well, I mean, obviously, no matter what you're dealing with, I think, uh, you know, if you have like five of anything, in this case being five episodes of SE and Live each week, uh, then you're going to have one of them that stands out above the rest, you know. But this week, yeah. so far, today takes the cake for me as far as entertainment and uh, and having a good time and getting a little bit out of hand. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still in stitches from today. So Yeah, yeah. Well, as we said last week on Friday, Friday was one of the – well, I thought anyway, it was one of the best we've had in a while. And it seems to – the trajectory is just continued – it's been a good mix of everything with the stories and, you know, Schmobot's taking a turn, which has been, I think, <laughs> for the better. Um, yeah, I talk about that in a bit. Yeah, yeah, I dig it mainly because it's not choppy, but, uh, yes, but yeah, it, big, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, you know, Mondays we had Christian at the helm, Brett, Kate. Uh, ben is not in this week, so we had uh, we got Hey Alex is we back. We got Hey Alex. I won't I, I won't call him the other name. Yeah, I won't call him the other name. I actually, I actually respect. I'm sorry. I'm that sorry. Um, That's um, and, and to be fair to me, that is the like when he started saying that he didn't want to be called that anymore. I have never yeah. called him that again until just now. So just to be yeah. fair to me. That was, I think, probably my first experience seeing somebody who just said no to a nickname and stuck by it because, and I don't know if that's just a sign of the times, um, which is fair, you know, this is 2020, you should only have to be called what you want to be fucking called, but I don't know, part of me kind of dies a little inside for the kind of the loss of nicknames, I think that's a, a trend that we'll see kind of die out now. You know, people picking their own names. That's fine, yeah. you know. Well, uh, well, let's. I, I hadn't even thought about this until you just brought it up. But let's let's touch on this. Did Alex? Uh, d- do you think he unknowingly started to set a precedent for uh, the Schmoes community or the Schmoes uh, uh, members of the Schmoes getting to pick their own names because he yeah. started and then didn't Cobster. He said he didn't want to be called Cobster, didn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, he then, wrote that for a while, though. It wasn't like, we oh, got, I would compare that to the others. And then we, I think, I think to- that's the main comparison to make. I think, I, don't, I hadn't really thought about it either, but now that you're saying it, I think if Alex had just accepted chips and not minded, I think that would have made Ben's argument even harder I, not that people were thinking of it that way, but I think, like you say, it kind of softened it up. He set a little bit of a precedent. If he would have accepted chips and then Ben said no to the to the bagel boy, everyone would have said, "Well, Alex took it," you know. Yeah, yeah. He, he went. He he went with the joke. JTE did it. You know, Cobster did it for, for years. 
you know they yeah. had um, you know some some people got it back. I mean not necessarily as bad I mean that's a relative thing but you know I don't think shoesy pants was particularly was particularly <laughs> appealing and um trying to think of some of the other old school schmoes interns and stuff there was one that I guess they're not allowed to use for mance anymore and um <laughs> I, I mean, I don't understand why, and I'm not 100% on what it is, although someone who who I completely trust told me what it is, but I don't um, want to say it just in case there's some specific reason why they're not supposed to use it anymore, but I'll tell you off air. Um, okay, but, I'm not sure if I know that one. It's yeah, not, it's not mind, the Roker thing from yeah, the showdown, is it? I don't know how many times they referred, referred to him as this, but then they stopped using it. And from what I was told, it wasn't something that Mance, he didn't care about it. It just, when you hear it, you'll be like, oh, okay, okay. Right. Cool. It's not when Roka called him salt and pepper cocaine donkey, is yes. it? Yes, yes. Okay, that is it. You said it, yes. <laughs> oh, I man, should I have said it? why they would not say it anymore. I don't. Admittedly, you know, when it when it first came up in the um, in the promo, um, it was great. I mean, that was like the first time anyone had kind of thrown a real shot in the schmodown. That was like one of the real like game changers. And, uh, you know, it was a good line in the moment. But then later on down the line, when people kind of called back to it, I was like, you couldn't you couldn't call him that on a regular basis. It's a bit too it worked. It worked in a vacuum. But when you kind of use it too much and you start to like dissect it and break it down a bit there's like three levels of insult in that name <laughs> um it's just a little bit too harsh you know but i don't know I, some people would say that's not as bad as like a, a chips or a bagel boy it's all down to personal you know if somebody got like picked on at school and they got called like a certain name it, it can be kind of triggering um so i get it Dude, I went to church camp one year. Well, I went many years in the summer, but one summer I went and a bunch of the kids there were calling me Chunk uh, from oh, man, from the yeah. and shit, you know? So, I mean, you can't escape it anywhere, dude. It don't no. matter where you go. Kids and are they haven't, It's not like they've stopped doing that stuff in movies, you know? For all the progressiveness that we've kind of got undergone the last few years or should kind of hopefully have started to have done, you know, there is still a lot of that, you know, like fat friend tropes and all this kind of stuff, you know. And then, like, even a lot of people that were kind of like spokespeople or like, you know, kind of idolised for, for their kind of unconventional stuff have kind of like come round, you know, like Jonah Hill's jacked, you know, like, it, it's weird. You're either like, there was that thing, like, you're either the character actor or you're the lead actor, and it's very rare that anyone goes between the two and i'd like to see those kind of normies broken down a little bit you know i'd like to see more british people that aren't villains he says while he wears a skull you know I wanna see, there are so many british actors and actresses who uh who i don't realize are british because they you know they they do such great american accents yeah. and you find out later now now, I, I understand and I think it's pretty well known that Americans are, for the most part, I would say, are shit at, at doing British accents. Um, yeah. That probably has a lot to do with it, but in the spirit of what we're talking about, 
I think that I think that British more British movies and TV shows uh, should employ American actors and actresses to play Brits in in roles, even well, if their accent is shitty. <laughs> but just to kind of give them the practice, or just for like out. I mean, yeah. think about all the roles. Uh, think about all the roles that Brits take from us Americans here: The Walking Dead, The Mental. Yeah. You know, all Spider of the man, Superman. They're, they're, I know great actors, and I'm not knocking on it. And and most of me is kidding here, so people, please don't think I'm being an asshole for real. But you know, I mean, so you, you your lot's taking jobs from us. Well, damn it, we we should be taking some jobs from you guys. Yeah, even if you know, suck. you know, it is capitalism we're both capitalist countries at the end of the day so i just think if you want the roles do the accent better and you'll get the roles man like survival of the fittest you know there's not there's not a lot of good british accents even on the boys which i keep bringing up but um it's great and everyone in it is great but there's a couple of um cockney accents that just are not are not quite up to but they're, they're some of the better ones, but they're still not mm. anywhere near. Like I, I can't think of anyone in recent history that's managed to to really do it well. But we are well off topic already. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, did you uh, did you end up watching the Kevin Smith one on one with Christian Harloff yet? Yeah, I am. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I do I, know I you. Chunks. Right on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, in, I didn't. So I didn't see the announcement who he's playing in that because I haven't watched it yet. But Christian told right. me. Uh, um, I'd watched. I think I watched back. Um, not back. I think I watched Rundown before I finished watching the Kevin Smith interview. So I heard it on that first. But it seemed like obvious that that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, it, it seemed like, I mean, on one hand, it seems like a no-brainer. I do feel a little bit like they're throwing Brett to the wolves a little bit because Christian said that he's only, you know, he's got a shelf life. They're probably only going to get one good match out of him. And, well, I think we can, you know, and we all love Brett, but I generally assume that he's, you know, Kevin Smith's a director, you know, Brett is Brett. And you you got to assume that he's going he's gonna to win. And that'll probably be the last time we see Brett play. Um, I saw some chatter in the, um, I think it was in the Facebook group or comment section somewhere, who's saying, well, to be fair, Brett's probably not going to get drafted next year so that he won't get another opportunity to play unless we fit him in the end of this season. So, you know, I'm a little bit conflicted. It'll be great. And I'm yeah. not sure if we talked about this last week, but he's, we've got to assume that he's coming out as a flirting flouse, right? Yeah, I was just about to say because Christian Christian said Brett Sheridan. He didn't say he's a flirt and flouse. So no. I'm wondering if this will be like one of those uh one of those wrestling moments where they announce, you know, here comes uh here comes yeah. Mick Foley and then instead Oh of no, Foley, wait, who's that? Yeah. Yeah, it's different <laughs> and then out comes mankind. And it's yeah, like yeah. now mankind, you know, maybe it'll be one of those Kind like, of, um, Finn, when they did Finn Draco, when um when Andraco come out with Finstock, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that's what they're gonna do. Um, I I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but I saw the Brett's growing the hair out, so I'm not sure if he's getting yeah. ready to to get back to that style. Yeah, you brought that up last week. I think you're right, yeah. man. I think you nailed that one. 
Yeah, and like for weeks before that, um, Christian was throwing out the polls of like who should Kevin Smith play in his match. So you got to assume that the idea was for this to happen for a little while now. Yeah, and we're just only just now getting the announcement. But oh, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. It'll be a it'll be a good. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be like the opening match because you know it's spectacular. But on the other hand, it's Kevin Smith, so I'm not sure how they'll handle that. Or maybe they'll have the Star Wars Championship match first, then the Kevin Smith, then the Inner Kingdom. I don't know. I would, I would think that. the Kevin Smith and the Zaflirt and Flouse would be the opening match. Because it, it would work really well with like that fun, entertaining, warm-up kind of, you know, primer for, for, a, for a long event. But I don't know if there's any ego on Kevin Smith's part of, you know, being the first thing I on or yeah. I don't think there's gonna be that but you I wouldn't, give me that impression but you never no, know you I wouldn't be surprised if anyone, you know, even if they wasn't famous, they're thinking, well, you know, I've got a successful show, I've got a decent following, you know, I I, I don't want to be the first match. But I'm assuming I'm assuming that's all fine. He's never struck yeah. me as that kind of person. And then on the He's flip side yeah. <laughs> On the flip side to that, nothing against Brett, but he's play Kevin is playing Brett, so you can't really have Brett as as a a, a headlining or you know what I mean? No yeah. offense to Brett, but if Brett's playing, it's gotta be an opening match in yeah. my mind. I mean, if you build it as your flirting flouse, then maybe you could put it in the at middle. The end. Or the middle at the end, but I think going to your point, they probably don't want to announce up front that it's Flouse, and that'll probably be because you know they've just not mentioned that character for a while, and you've got to assume that they're they're priming up for that. Yeah, you know, and it's Christmas time. The Germans love Christmas. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, there's there's possibilities there for for a lot of fun to be had. So I'm you know looking forward to that. And imagine if he really is studying and he really does continue to study and he comes out and he and like he kicks ass. If that he wins awesome. Zaflert and Klaus and he wins. I would feel like pretty bad for Kevin Smith in that instance. I feel like, you know, it would not only is he losing to like some random schmuck that he doesn't know, but I'm not calling Brett a schmuck, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then um, <laughs> But not only is he losing to some random guy that he doesn't know, but he's losing to a random guy doing another random character, you know, who's like goofing around and then still wins. That would be insane. But I, I, I was a huge fan of the Flirt and Flouse from the beginning. It stays true now. If that happened, I'm going to leave my couch. So, you know, yeah. but I'll be happy either way for that match. I'm yeah. like, Again. Yep. Um, Speaking well, of hair and going, you know, just go back to Alex quick. He is looking oh, yeah. phenomenal. We're glad to see Alex back. Um, he didn't really get to talk much on Monday. Um, like he literally, like I don't even think he like they really introduced him or had him kind of like, you know, normally if they have somebody like out of the norm on the show, they kind of highlight them for a few minutes up top, you know, and kind of catch up with them. But it kind of went straight into the stories and then in classic 
Becky in fashion, got cut off by the Schmobot like twice. And then the kind of conversation just went on from there. And he didn't really have much to contribute in the first episode. Great to look at. Got that Homelander hair. Uh, again, the boys, I'm obsessed. But he definitely gave me Homelander vibes. But I don't know. And it was Monday for me watching Alex uh, realize what the show was about. Because you could tell, great. like, he obviously doesn't listen very much, if at all. No, that's fair. There which, was a yeah, line. which is fine, but it's, yeah, and it's yeah. awesome to see people who don't listen, and they're on there, and then they start to realize it as it's happening, and you're just like, oh, this that's is... That's one of my favorite things, um, and it kind of... I, I've brought this up before. It's kind of something that we lose a little bit with, like, having such a regimented, re revolving um, cast on the, on the week um schedule because but when like dan Murrell comes in and it's like you know like your stern uncle and he's just he's reacting to everything like through fresh eyes you know he's not familiar with the jokes and stuff and then we've got the same thing with alex and what is it alex said um they did the jeremiah bit and alex said so like oh i've missed a lot haven't i there was something he's like i've not been around for a while <laughs> Like, yeah, that's your that. Great. Yeah, oh, I was so hoping for Brett to make it that first time. Oh, yeah. I was going to leave my couch for that as well if Brett would have made it in time for the first GMI. But we got it anyway. So all is yeah. right in the universe. Yeah, I'm I'm loving that bit of uh, of sending in a schmobot to have Brett yell things while his daughter's. That, yeah, I don't even know like how that. I guess that's where it started from. It's like, oh, let's have Lydia come in and yell to let's have Brett yell. And that was entertaining. <laughs> I'm not yelling! You know, um, but Brett doing anything, it, you know, yeah. it's fine. And Brett's been increasingly on fire since last week. I mean, you know, more so than usual. So I'm glad to see him be a bit more comfortable than, it, than you know, than he was in the past. Yeah, yeah, me too, man, me too. Um, I, I just, uh, and Kate today too was on fire. He and Kate together just are so good. Um, I could see them, I could see them maybe coming up with a stand-up comedy routine together. Uh, yeah. On together, that could be a lot of fun. I guess kind of like what Makuga and Ken Knapshot do for much. Yeah. I've not seen it, but from what I gather, they kind of, Double double act um, opening for Mark Ellis. So maybe I mean they they could both stand by themselves, um, Brett yeah. and, and Kate, and do stand up sets. But for sure, like a semi scripted, you know, like thing that they could do on stage could be fun if they're gonna like if they're looking for like things to mine. I'm I'm sure they're fully aware that they can mine Brett and Kate for any kind of yeah. comedic content they want, and it will come out um great um this is more from today i'm going to skip ahead a little bit if that's all right because i was going to talk about the unexpected um duo he's not brett and kate but ben and kate am i the only one noticing that um over, over like the various like through um various shows i know that kate went on ben show a little while ago and in through ben's various appearances on SEN and stuff it just seems like they're really developing like a rapport not too dissimilar to kind of what um we were talking about with Kate and Ben Goddard last week. 
Yeah, yeah. Is that going to be a slowdown thing? Ben's looking for somewhere to go next year. And the Den has some decent players, but it doesn't really have a, a star player, really. Not yet. It's got, um, you know, Tom and Paul and stuff. But I think, I know it's, just, you know, it's slightly unrelated, it's down, but I think that could be something to look out for is um, Kate and Ben. Maybe put the, the Bens in a team together, you know? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got a watch this space. Blog who uh, we do this show for uh, says Brett, Brett and Kate are the best. And, uh, yeah, Brett and Kate are the best. But yeah, look out, Brett and Kate, because Ben and Kate are, are nipping at your, your heels there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It might just be me. Yeah, Ben Bateman, man, he uh, – I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if he's acting or if he really is just kind of sitting there, like wondering where the hell he is and what's going on. Because yeah, you can see where him and Rocky out going. of his element, but I don't know if he really feels that way or if he's just messing around. No. I, that's, I think he's doing the Rocky thing a little bit sometimes. Um, talking about like Dan Murrow and like Alex on the show, kind of like reacting from the outside. I think Ben Bateman kind of skirts the line very well because he like can have that like disapproving older brother vibe, but he can every now and then he'll get in with the impressions and, you know, get his hands dirty, which I like. His cruise is fantastic. Yeah, it is. Where he's all intention and the random, <laughs> yes. you know, it's so good. I, I can't get enough of that. I, I, I want a gif of, of just Ben just doing that over and over again. Yeah. If we have any listeners here who who uh, who contribute to Schmobot, um, I would if I could, but I can't. Um, consider, please, next time Ben Bateman is on, putting in a Schmobot requesting that he uh, that he fully act out the moment uh, when when Tom Cruise jumped up on the chair and was going nuts because he was in love with uh, Katie Holmes, that would be great. Oh man, oh, I, w- I want to see Ben Bateman do Tom Cruise from Tropic Thunder. Oh yes. Um, what's the character's name? Les Grossman, I think is the character's name. But yep. I want I want to see Bateman have a crack at that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool too. Hell, I. I don't know. It would probably. I know I'm asking for too much here, but if he does that, could we get him to put on the fat suit and the the big hands <laughs> and the put you know do I mean go the whole nine yards, dude? The 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 bald mask and <laughs> I want it all, dude. I want it all. <laughs> yeah, you know, just 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 put on the weight. You might as well. Fat suits are expensive. They're really? hot. You know, you've got to wash them. That's a nightmare. Just it's easy. It's so much easier to just put weight on, right? We're in quarantine, you know. Just eat, have some stress, lose some hair. Come on, SCN, it'll be worth it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what we talked last week, uh, all the uh, the Spider Man shit that's going on, and oh. uh, you know, you're into the Spider Man, so you were very last week. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know. Are you familiar with Green Lantern? Uh, what? How do you feel about Green Lantern? Because uh, supposedly here there's a series coming to HBO Max, and yeah. I've never seen any of the movies. I don't know anything about the Green Lantern. I know a little bit. Um, he's not like my 
top five favourite characters or anything like that. Um, it's weird, but um, I kind of assume the reason they always kept Green Lantern purposely off television because it'd be harder to do on a budget. But, you know, the kind of gloves seem to be off lately. The rules are kind of different these days for television. It's HBO. It's HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, they said it's going to focus around four different Green Lanterns. But I'm not sure if it meant it was going to be like anthology where you kind of like each episode because of a different one. If it was just going to be like them as like a small team, um, which isn't traditionally kind of, eh, I don't know, like they always, Green Lantern was always kind of pictured as a buddy cop in space, you know, um, and they're using um, Adam Scott and Jessica Cruz. Um, so that's, um, you know, that's a gay Green Lantern. You've got a, a, um, a Latina Green Lantern. You've got Simon Baz, who's from the Middle East, and Kyle Rayner, who was like the Green Lantern from the 90s. I don't know. I mean, they haven't said if it's going to be like a mini series or regular series. Mm. Um, I don't know how it's going to look. Uh, even now, I'd be concerned with they couldn't get Green Lantern right, even just from the visual standpoint on you know movie budget. So I'm not. I'm hoping to be surprised when when some first looks come out, but I'm not really following that story particularly closely. It, does it excite you as somebody who's not? I, dude, I have no idea. Like, I don't. I know absolutely nothing about the the character or the story. Yeah. I mean, I know nothing. All I know is that there were there have been at least two movies, and that they didn't do well, and not a lot of people. Yeah. And that's about all I know. Yeah, I mean, they don't even they didn't even announce anything like the creative team, as far as I'm aware. Did they? It just oh, well, Mark Guggenheim, who does like a lot of the CW shows and, you know, he's worked on a few things like majority of which is DC stuff. So it doesn't really give you much, you know, flavor of what the, um, you know, like the tone and stuff is going to be. So, you know, yeah. I'd rather hear more about this than, you know, Spider-Man at this point, because I feel like I haven't heard a whole ton about Green Lantern, at least. So there's that, I guess. But that's my excitement level. Can you feel it? I'm just looking forward to Batman. That's all I really care about. I'll be honest. Uh, that and MCU, I want to see what the MCU, what the next phase is going to bring us yeah. from the MCU. That's what yeah. I'm looking forward to. I'm pumped for WandaVision. And, yeah. you know, and I think at least 40% of that excitement is because I know that I'm going to get it when it's supposed to come out. You know, it's going to just come to Disney Plus and I'm fine with that. Um, you know, I haven't got to worry about, oh, they've announced it and now it's been pushed back. Um, or the streaming service starts six months after the Mandalorian premieres for everybody else. That sucks. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a nightmare. So I guess we can transition into the um, the streaming stuff because there's a lot of talk about streaming stuff this week. Yeah. So far. Like, Let's do it to it, man. Move us right along. Just more, just more movie... You know, the movies are dying. I mean, we all knew this was happening for a long time. Um, I think everyone's been a bit too optimistic. I don't think people really miss the theatre experience all that much. Uh, again, going back to my last point, people just frustrated with having stuff pushed back, you know, just slightly out of reach every time. 
I think if they were releasing all of this year's movies on streaming, people wouldn't give two shits about about the, the theatre experience. Like, hell, I want to buy my own popcorn, my own food, and, you know. and Sit in my living yeah. room and... I think let's be real. Let's be real. Maybe not me. Maybe not everybody. Maybe not you. But a lot of people out there sit in their living room, smoke a bowl, drink a beer, yeah. cop a buzz while they're watching the movie in the comfort of their own home. Make a pizza, fry up a steak, whatever you want to do. Whatever. And I wasn't a big fan of people before the pandemic. You know, so it yeah. it's all gravy, really. Um, I think we'll get a mild bump when things go back to normal um i think we'll get a, a a brief period where some big movies come out and everyone's all jazzed about it but again i think that will just when people have done it a couple of times they'll just start to realize you know that maybe the grass wasn't so bad in my living room and people just expect to go back to the streaming it's whichever way it's sped it up but on the plus side the pandemic is also sped up Presumably, we'll see. But the um, the streaming movies for awards contention, I think, because you they they just have to. So you know, if that's a plus for cinema, you know, I would rather, you know, things coming out and getting better recognition than what size screen they come out on. I know which one's important to me, and it's quality over, you know, quantity. I guess. Yeah. I mean, let's be real, like, a, bi a big action movie, yeah, it'd be great to see it on a big screen in the theatre. Right. And the we'll be able to, they'll still be around, it'll just be an occasional thing that we do, not yeah. every day, every week, like a lot of people seem to, especially, you know, the people we're following yeah. in the business and stuff. Yeah, it, it, well, I wonder... See, I don't know anything about this, but I wonder if streaming, if making movies only to put on streaming would be cheaper than making movies to put out in the theater. I mean, and I don't mean the overall budget of the movie. I mean, beyond that, like whatever you have to pay for to put something on streaming after it's already done versus whatever it costs to put it in a theater. I just, well, I wonder what that difference is. I, um, yeah. Uh, there's no denying that they're not going to make I don't think movies are ever going to make as much again as what they have been the last decade I, I think that's done, I think it's been a boom and bust, well not bust we'll still have movies but you know it's, right. had, it's hit the peak um, regardless um, so I've lost my train of thought now, what are we doing we're doing movies in the <laughs> theatre man you brought and, it um, up. I just zoned out. Yeah, I know I did. I know I did. Um, so yeah, things have they've hit their peak regardless. Um, I think so. Studios will have to they'll recoup less money, but like you say, there'll be less ancillary costs to the process. You know, maybe at the behest of some of the big small businesses providing those ancillary things, but, you know, no middleman, you know, things as simple as like, you know, shipping out the, the prints or sending out, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. I know they don't really do prints anymore because it's mostly digital, but some theatres do. I think our theatre still uses reels and stuff, you know, it cuts out sometimes, so they must do. Um, 
I've had that happen. Dude, I had that happen. Um, the first time I saw Kill Bill, uh, volume one in the theater, uh, the, the, the picture went out, but the volume kept going and they didn't, they didn't stop the movie, uh, or anything like for like 10 minutes, dude. And I mean, we had to walk out and find someone to tell them, yo, it's fucked up, man. You've got to stop it. So like the first 10 minutes, the yeah. first time I saw it was all audio only. And I'm like, oh, man. Sucks. I've had a few fun things. Um, I can't remember what the movies were now, but we went to see a kid's movie a couple of years ago and there was a horror movie trailer in front of it. They had the complete wrong set of trailers. So they so it was like 30 seconds into some, you know, pretty scary trailer and they had just had to cut that and, and re reorder their shit for that. Um, when we went to see Black Panther, we, we went to do um, 3D IMAX and everything. You know, we went Belgian whistles and they played the um, Infinity War trailer beforehand and it looked kind of weird, but I was like, fine, whatever. You know, it's just a trailer. And then the movie started playing and the movie was all messed up as well. It's like, I think they tried to just show just the 2D version or they, they projected it. I don't know. I don't work there either today, apparently. But, um, yeah, so I ended up, they, they, they had to stop for like 15 minutes, fix it, and then start the movie again. But I was pretty pissed. I was like, that was the only chance I was ever going to get to see the Avengers trailer in 3D for the Infinity War trailer. And I didn't want to be that guy to be like, can you just run the trailers again? You know, I want to see it in 3D. But I didn't want to do that to everyone else that wanted to see the fucking movie, you know, including myself. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's how I know that there's still some like physical production elements involved to an extent. You know, you can cut out all of that stuff. You know, you you wouldn't even have to do marketing anymore. You know, no more paying for billboards and posters. You know, it's just a pop up on your Disney Plus app. You know, you you know the the audience is gonna see it. You haven't got to spend money for like Times Square and you know Subway billboards and stuff you know yeah and that, the marketing budget is always like almost as big as the the actual budget for a lot of the bigger movies so that if you're saving a hundred million dollars on marketing you can take 50 million dollars loss because it's coming out and streaming you know yeah true. yeah assuming that's what it would be or whatever it is you know i'm sure it would work out and that's concerning to me that that the I don't know that they put as much or more money into marketing something that that it took to make it. It's, it's just it's, it's bullshit, vanity, man. It's fucking stupid. It's the stupidest thing ever. And uh, you know, to put it bluntly, as I've kind of said slightly nicer in the past, you know, the movie business had this come in. They brought it on themselves. I know it's not just like a collective day, it's different disparate entities and stuff to a degree, but they, you know, they was all part of the problem. Every studio, every $50 million check actor, they all had this coming. It was going to happen eventually and COVID sped it up by 10 years. In yeah. my estimation, my expert opinion. Um, how many years of college did you go to, to, uh, to to gain the degree to give us that expert opinion okay so when you want to um when you want to get a phd in the death of the movie industry which is what i have 
Um, it's really weird, actually. It's not the gateway and the path that you would normally assume. You actually have to do two years of music college and then drop out, and that's it. Really? Yeah, and then you're immediately qualified to, um, you know, I can actually perform an autopsy on the movie industry after it's done legally. I have a license. But hopefully we don't get there yet. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> which college did you go to for, for this? I went to what is like one step above my local community college, to be completely honest. But they do some weird niche stuff. They cover everything. It's great. Um, really worked out. My whole life has been built into right now. Hey, um, man. You already won. Um, if I finished college, I would have been overqualified. What's next? Oh, man. Um, well, did you have anything else to touch on for Monday? Um, I was... Um, Christian said about the um, November pay-per-view, and he, he said that they're announcing that on Friday, and I was just wondering if you had any any speculation on what that might be because there's no title matches there's no you know unless it's like the team's tournament finals but i don't know when that starts i don't think that time's up I, i'm it. hoping it will be the debut match for uh um think it'll be the do you think it'll be uh, the playing match or one of the playings no, the no, be, the, I, I think it'll be the, the debut match for uh doug benson we, I, I, oh, I, I, right that in man this this is a big season for them they signed uh three celebrities in the same weekend two of them have already played we we've yeah. got to get the third celebrity in in here in a regular season match before this season's over who does he play or i don't i don't know uh i don't know man um i mean bear in mind they need you know an undercard and a main event for a pay-per-view, presumably it's going to presumably it's going to be the same, you know, format as the throwdowns usually are. So that's two matches. I mean, maybe. I mean, that could be one of them. Um, the only um, only theory I had was Wildberry Civil War. Seemed Ooh. like that would be that would be a good one to do because they, you know, they set that up or it kind of became a they inevitability. Started. Yeah, but obviously COVID yeah. it. Well, maybe they start working on it now. You know what I mean? Maybe have a three or four uh, little promo bits, storyline bits uh, leading up to that, so that when we get to that moment, we'll be set up for it. I could, I would really dig that. I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, actually, yesterday it was. I was thinking about the wild berries, how much I miss them, and uh, how yeah. Chris had started to set up that storyline beef. Yeah. He said a little while ago that they was, the plan was to have like little, you know, segment sprinkled in throughout the year with, with wild berries, you know, and obviously that couldn't happen, but maybe in the context of like a live throwdown, they could do like a little skit or something in front of it or during the match, you know, to make it more fun. I don't know. It's the only, it's the only, thing of note that I could think of really the Doug Benson would be a thing but I think Doug Benson's I think I thought Doug Benson was holding out for an app for, for, for a live match to be a possibility so yeah that's, you know, true. And, that's true and I don't know who you'd put him against either 
Um, who who's O and O that hasn't played that he's drafted that you know would be a big enough name to put against him? And I don't can't really think of anyone that fits that. Yeah, I'd ha- I'd have to go through and look at the roster for, yeah. for every faction, and yeah, I'm with. I don't know. I'm torn on it because uh, no matter when it is or who it's against, I still stand by that we need to get Doug Benson a match this season. It would just be absolutely wasted if if we did. Yeah, uh, even if it's might not, not be drafted. Yeah. Yep, that's my What's two. That? Cents. Yeah, and and I think that's it for Monday. All right, shit, yeah, man. Um, cause cause Tuesday had something I wanted to talk about right off the top. I don't yeah, know if you're interested, but uh, but Tuesday we had Christian, Brett, Winston was on, Roxy was back, uh, Alex again, and RB three, and yeah. uh, it's not finalized, but hopefully, coming to America sequel uh, is is going to go from Paramount to Amazon. Uh, and if it does, if it does, then I, I believe they said it's looking to come out in December this year. So uh, I don't know. Are you a, are you an Eddie Murphy fan? Have you seen many of his movies? Have you seen um, Coming to America? Yeah, I, I'm a casual Eddie Murphy fan. I, I've seen Coming to America a bunch as a kid, and later on, um, was this meant to come out in theaters when it when it only say Paramount? Was that? Yeah. For streaming or theatrical, so they just uh, it was flat, originally flat out, theatrical. So yeah, they've just flat out relegating it to, to Amazon. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, and you know it seems smart Amazon picking up Borat to now this. You know they really are trying to like broaden their their horizons as far as like what kind of movies they've got. You know, so. It, it makes sense. I I don't know necessarily that I'm particularly excited for coming to America too. I mean, it, the, the talent seems solid, um, but you know it's hard to shake the the curse of the the twenty years later sequels. Never never seem to go very well. Yeah, I, mean, it, I can't imagine optimistic. what it could possibly be about. I mean. I would, I honestly, the the only thing and the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, to rehash that old storyline of now it's about, uh, it's about Eddie Murphy's son and he's coming to America to find his lover or, or their daughter, even yeah. probably their daughter and their daughter comes to America trying to find love and all these knucklehead American guys trying to win her over. And I mean... If it, it was made funny, but it just just even thinking yeah. about it, let alone saying it out loud, just makes me cringe. If it was me making it, and I, I'm assuming that they know better than I do, but I would have flipped it. I would have had Eddie Murphy's son or daughter who's been raised in America by by the mother, and then goes to Africa and has mm. to and has to kind of figure things out in reverse. So you know. But See, it's called coming to America two. Than, uh, yeah. than what I just said. So, but it is coming America, coming to America two, not coming to Africa one. So I guess that's not what they're doing. But that would have been my pitch. Yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe that's coming to America three if this does well. Who knows? Yeah, they can make a franchise out of anything, and then we'll get um, America Origins. You know, then we'll get Beverly Hills Cop sequels coming again. It's happening. 
that you know that wouldn't surprise me if Amazon picked that up as well. You know, uh, an action comedy fr- franchise like that could be quite good for them. Yeah, so, I st- I'm still know. waiting for uh, Eddie Murphy to come back to stand up, uh, do a Netflix special. Yeah. That would be amazing. I okay. think it's on the cards. I'm not sure a bit about necessarily Netflix, but I, I think he he's planning to return and maybe with a something, some kind of special or one-off thing. So maybe um, oh, yeah. I knew I, I always knew Murphy more from the movies than the you know than the stand-up. We we didn't have like the HBO specials and that kind of stuff over here. So it you know if anything like Eddie Murphy. But like American comedy stuff would come on like really late, and if, you know if it's from the eighties or nineties, I was too young probably, so I missed out on a bunch of that stuff. You know, Bill Hicks, Eddie Murphy, I didn't catch that stuff till till later on in life. Yeah, see, I was aware of those guys, uh, but I I'd never seen their content. You know, so uh, I don't I don't know, dude. But as I got older, of course, I started to Andrew Dice Clay and Sam Kennison. I would start to check out their shit. Um, but I do remember that I heard a great deal of uh, of Eddie Murphy Raw when when it had first come out. Now I can't remember yeah. what year that came out. Uh, let me uh, Raw. Um, Let's see what year was that? That was in '87. So I was, uh, I was eight years old when I saw and heard great, great deal, a great deal of that, and I was like, "Holy sh! What is going on?" You know, I knew that what I was listening to was dirty and and yeah. bad or unacceptable or whatever word you wanted stigma silly words to it. <laughs> But uh, I, I knew that I, as an eight-year-old, should not be listening or watching that. Yeah. And uh, but I also didn't understand what the hell anything was going on, what he was talking about. But um, it's it'd be interesting to see him do stand up again, like they've talked about before. Because uh, you know, as you get older, your perspective changes, and uh, yeah. I'm sure he's not going to be up there uh, is is yeah. crazy and insane as he used to be as a youngster. So that's. Yeah. But hey, maybe if Amazon are picking up coming to America too, maybe there's a a line in that deal for you know first refusal, a, a special maybe maybe he goes to Amazon for for a comedy special that that seems like a no brainer. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, get a little yeah. package deal going on. Yeah, seems seems logical to, to my uneducated brain. Hell yeah, hell you know yeah, what? logical. Is the um is Roxy creates more drama on Tuesday? I mean, every day. I'm sure, even when she's not on camera, she's she an instigator, dude. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so, firstly, she comes out and says the thing that nobody needs to say. Poor Alex is two days in to his long week, and it's hey, who's better, Alex or Ben? You know, which is just silly and awkward and she knows that that's why she's doing it but not only does what she create or attempt to create drama between alex and ben who knows that might play out you know we saw her taking shots at brett last week which you know you don't do it roxy you just don't do it (laughs) but she took it a step further this week roxy creates drama 
with the new newest member of the crew, and it's the new Schmobot. Yep. Lawrence. Sir Lawrence. You know, everyone's happy about the new direction of the Schmobot, but Roxy had to ding it a little bit, you know, give, give some shit to the new Schmobot and, you know, earn it some stripes. I thought that was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I, I love the new one. Uh, the uh, the accent is pretty much kind of the same, but it's He's not as choppy, and it sounds a little yeah. more people. I mean, here's the thing. I had all these, like, thoughts on, you know, how to do the Schmobot, when, when's too much, you know, how to balance all that stuff. I even had a great idea for this week, or not a great idea, but it was more um, with the Schmobot. Um, Christian talked a while ago about doing, like, incentives for, like, Schmobot. Donate, donate uh, MVPs and stuff like that. And I figured if they were looking for a way to reinvigorate people donating, then maybe doing that once a month would have been a good idea. However, seems like there's a better idea that I hadn't thought of, and it's to change the voice and make it say balls a lot. Yeah, yep. And apparently my feeble business mind can, can reach for the highest highs that it can go to for suggestions and meaningful contributions on this here show. And it turns out that all it needed was to apparently fire a woman and replace it with a man and have him say balls a lot. If that isn't, you know, fitting for SEN, you know, just a, just a man who likes to say balls. Yep. So, you know. Um, I, and I, I was laughing a lot at the Schmobot content, you know, some of those like Shakespeare Shakespearean was, ones. Yep. Yeah, that, that was some great stuff. I got one I want to put in there, but I don't have the money to do it. But if I did, I've got one that I want to put in there. Yeah, I can't afford to. I can't justify spending the money to do a Schmobot. That's one of the main reasons that I did the SEN Patreon, which I wasn't going to do, but I was because I was already doing the Schmodown one. I was like, well, that's, you know, that's, we're cool. That's enough, right? And I was like, well, I always wish that I could do Schmobots and, chime in on the show but i can't really afford to, to, to do that when it's five days a week so i'll just do the the, the patreon instead and you know yeah. that's, but i do wish that especially with this new voice you know it does does get the old brain ticking on on what what can i make it say yeah I, i'm determined to get it to actually say roca and not rocha that was one one of the things that i was thinking that would probably be one of my one of my attempts if I was going to put one in. Um, although RB3 mixing up those with the Bob Dylan and the um, yes. people throwing in the um, the rap lyrics, that was some of the best. That was one of the best things RB3 has ever done. You know, just give up directing, become a DJ. Yeah. Hell of a way to make a really stupid fucking song into something great. <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he clips his own you know, 20 seconds song out and, 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 and loads that up into the bank. It'd be a shame for that, for that uh, masterpiece to fade away into the night. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty badass. That was pretty badass, man. Yeah. Um, something else from Tuesday. I had here that, uh, that I wanted to kind of pick your ear on, uh, or pick your ear on, uh, pick your brain on, uh, they talked a little bit about the lack of storylines in the Schmodown, which we talked a little bit about, because um, yeah. of COVID, you can only do so much online and stuff, and and not being in person, yeah. not being able to yeah. do a production, you know, for the storylines. 
Um, can is can you think of any way that we could that we could really productively do the storylines right now? Because that's what I've been trying to think of. Not really. They didn't. They've done it once or twice um, earlier on in the year, beginning of um, um, of the pandemic. I think it was with um, Ken Knapsack, and they um, they did like a video, like a a faux video call with with Christian and Knapsack setting up Knapsack taking over his manager and stuff, and that made me laugh quite a bit. I thought that was quite good. Um, I thought they could have done a few more, you know, like little kind of like snapshots of like peeps into competitors and managers, you know, Zoom calls um, to each other and stuff. But they, they haven't done that. Um, I think where the um, what has actually helped is the format of the matches themselves, because having the digital format and then having the on-screen management with and us being able to hear it, I think they've managed to get a lot of the you know, the relationships and the dramas and, you know, not a lot, but they've managed to get a, a decent, you know, amount of stuff in, in, in that way, you know. I mean, it's not like big story-like plots that we've we've had before, but it's, you know, it's something. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to... It's not as great. No, it could be better, but the matches have been fantastic anyway, and I'm not going to complain. Yeah, well, it is. You know, there's much bigger problems going on in the world than, you know, is there enough storyline in this movie trivia game? You know, enjoy it while it is. Know that it's going to get better, not only in the slowdown, but, you know, hopefully the whole world will get better. And, you know, you'll get that stuff back again, I'm sure. Um, I'm, I'm not particularly worried about it. And it's also, you know, it's out of their control. It's not like the Schmodown yeah. made this decision and it was a bad decision. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it not like they decided yeah. to turn away from the entertainment. Yeah, it's yeah. Just rolling with, with what it is. So there's not really much you can do, unfortunately. The way that I was um, thinking about it when um, I heard that people kind of like, it was a bit of a complaint amongst some people. Apparently, I don't know who they are. Um. But it's like usually we get storylines, right? In every other season of the Schmodown, we get storylines to some degree. This year, we we've had character development. You know, that's yeah. that's the kind of the way that I, I frame it in my head, yeah. at least. Yeah. So, what, what more can you ask for? Uh, I agree, man. I agree. Um, I have no issues at all with the with the competition. The competition has been great. Really great, close matches. Uh, the format, as far as how they've uh, worked it out to do it online, has been has been really good. They've done a great yeah. job. Um, there was a time we didn't think we were going to get any slowdown. We were just like, oh, great. Well, I guess we're going to have to wait till next year to see the new season. And yeah. so, you know, be grateful for what you got. Yeah. And according to Roka, there's going to be some big shit coming next year. So. Yeah, they've not addressed that since. So... We'll see. We'll see oh, yeah. what that's going to be. Maybe it's a thing that happens during Spectacular, kind of like the nuke last year, and it's going to shift things Maybe. a little bit. But we'll see. Hell yeah. Uh, did you have anything else from Tuesday before we wrap up this uh, this uh, Monday and Tuesday? Yeah, while we, um, just quick, on um, while we're still in the slowdown area, um, Winston's been saying oh, yeah, a lot lately yeah. that he sees himself competing lately. 
or maybe competing in the next couple of years. And that's great if he feels confident and he, you know, he wants to get back in there. That's great. However, if he does that, who manages the squad? You're not well, just going to leave it like that. Did he specifically say that he was that he would step away from managing and play? Because he could he, be a player manager. He could, but I mean, they kind of have had it show that like Napsok's been able to do it, kind of. So well, no, Napsok's not a player anymore. I'm pretty no. sure he's officially off the player roster, and he's just a manager. If some, we've got a couple people listening right now. If you're in the comments and you can let me know, if you know for sure, let me know. But I'm I'm pretty sure that he's stepped away from being a player, and he's just the manager now. But I've been saying for over a year that I want Ben Bateman to be the first player manager next season. Uh, I want him yeah. to be the first player manager in the Schmodown. I think he would. I think he'd be great at it. I th I always thought if they were going to do that, and you you would obviously work it as like a story bit as well that you know would weave in. But I always figured the most logical person to to make that step would be Roker and split off the horsemen as its own faction, you know, and then have, you know, Finstock can carry on with the Finstock, Finstock exchange. Roker takes, like, Ben, Dan and Riley, and they all just start a, a faction just called the horsemen or, or Outlaw Nation or something like that. Um, Man, I, I don't, this is not a knock against uh, Roker at all. It's in a roundabout way. It's kind of a, it's kind of a praise upon his uh, his emotional investment into the Schmodown. But I think I, I think that perhaps Roca is too emotional to be a manager. I, and I don't mean that like in a bad way or anything. I just mean I think that that he maybe would let – I don't know. I just – he is so passionate in, about it. I think that maybe that could that could hinder him as a manager. Yeah, he, he uh, might be a bit too invested. Uh, we, got comment here from, uh, we got a Go comment from Sean McKee. He is another guy here, does podcasting at uh, Merc with a Movie blog. And actually, before Sean we get to the promo break, I'll go ahead and say he is, uh, he's host of our Mandalorian review show, Hey Mando, which uh, starts up next week. And Dean is joining the show with us. But uh, Sean has to say, uh, I want to see Andrew Guy's crack team uh, come together to fight the Shmo Shmominati. Shmominati. I think that's, that's a decent spelling. spelling. <laughs> yeah, basically. Shmominati. That would be cool, right? Yeah. I mean, the way he's um, worded it with crack team, um, uh, it makes me think of like Ocean's Eleven, you know, like a heist movie, putting the crew oh, really? together. I was thinking New Jack City, like smoking crack rocks and shit. I don't know. I'd, like, like I'd guy, Andrew, guy, Andrew Guy finally gets his shit together and he's making all these different phone calls like, guys, I got a job. We got to take down this Shmominati motherfucker. Um, I don't know, that could be fun. Um, I, I'm interested to see what they do with Guy's character because they, they 180'd it pretty hard and I'm wondering yeah. how much of that was to do with, you know, kind of the backlash of are oh, we kind of through the match because he was doing the character stuff um, or if it was just because they needed to have him on a team and they knew that no teammate would really want to play with somebody who's acting so crazy or maybe he's not crazy, maybe there is a Shmominati. 
Maybe maybe it's both. <laughs> maybe there's a Shmominati and he's crazy because of the Shmominati. Chicken and egg, chicken and egg. What can you do? What can you hey, do? Uh, Never I know. have a joke about that, actually. I will tell you sometime on air. Is it an unfair one? <laughs> um, but uh, that's going to wrap it up for Tuesday. We're going to take a quick promo break here for some other shows from Merck with a movie blog. We'll be back here in about a minute and a half and wrap up for, for uh, today. Uh, we'll be right back, guys. Hey, everybody. Sean and Wade here to tell you about our new review show following each episode of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. Dude, yes, Boba Fett. Not exactly, Wade. Set in the Star Wars universe, The Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and follows a Mandalorian bounty hunter beyond the reaches of the New Republic. Yeah, Boba Fett. Did you even watch Return of the Jedi? Never mind. Join us here every week on the Merc with the Movie blog feed. <laughs> Thank God Kaylin will be here, too. I don't think I can handle Wade on my own. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosting Beyond the Screen, but now here at Merc with the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Stream. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over screen. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're going to die a lot in that game. <laughs> well, you might. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, the Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. And we're back. So good to see you. Good morning. Welcome back to Dick Pills and Coffee. I'm Kate Mulligan, and I'm going to suck you off and keep you awake. <laughs> That's great. I love that, man. I love that clip. We're back from the promo break, everybody. Welcome back here. Yeah. That was Kate Mulligan. Uh, uh, okay, ready for that job contest. Yeah, that, uh, Kate Mulligan uh, coming back in from a break uh, from the morning show, Dick Pills and Coffee. Uh, wonderful new show. Be sure and check that out. Kate Mulligan. Uh, you can find her at Katest mom ever on the, uh, on the social media. Um, right. but yeah, uh, one, one quick note before we move on here to today, um, uh, go get that rose, which y'all just heard a promo for tonight is the night guys. Uh, Claire Crawley's season started last night. It was crazy. I definitely have some shit to say about it. Uh, I know Sarah does too, but uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight, 
live on the YouTube on the Merc with a Movie blog channel. Uh, it, it's going to be a blast, guys. So uh, be sure and join us if you can. Uh, if you can't join us live, then uh, please uh, check it out on the replay. Be a lot of fun. But um, today, man, today, holy shit, Roca. I've said it before, and it's nothing against Christian. I love it when Christian's on there. I'm a little more favorable toward Roca-hosted yeah. episodes. And today was a perfect example of why Brett Kate, Ben Bateman, as we said earlier, hey, Alex again, and RB3, um, with that delightful laugh and uh, in, the, in the Creed talk and the Rocky uh, talk, that was very interesting. Um, real quick, have you seen, how do you feel, do you have any feelings, first of all, about the Creed and Rocky discussion that Roca and RB3 got into? I'm not invested in this franchise near, really? nowhere nearly as much as it will be, really at all, to be honest. Um, I like the Rocky movies fine. I haven't seen Creed 2. I thought Creed was fine. It was just, you know, like a, it was just a modern retelling of Rocky, to be honest. I mean, it was good. It was a well-made movie, but it didn't, you know, have any wow factor to me. I, I'm excited to see the um, director's cut of Rocky Four, just because, you know, that's such a memeable, you know, parodied movie that I'm interested to see if any of, like, the last 20-odd years of, um, you know, ribbing on that movie is going to influence how um, Stallone portrays it in his new version. Is he going to try to make it overly serious with the edits or, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But other than that, yeah, I, I don't know. Rocky Three was my favourite. I like Clubber Lang. What can I say? Hell yeah. Yeah, I got no dog in that fight, so we're going to keep walking right past it. Um, uh, I, I do want to say here, this is kind of a, this, this is a plug uh, for for a guy who 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 I like um, and enjoy, and it's a plug that uh, for myself who he, I'm going to be on a show here sometime coming up soon, guys. Hotel Nerd is back, um, and Hotel it was Nerd. really awesome to see him back today donating, and he had a lot of fun stuff to say. He, he had some some really good comments to make. Called out Roca, but um, but it's good to see him back, and he started up a new show, like he said today, called Let's Talk. Uh, he has invited me to join him, and I will be joining him sometime here in the future alongside John from Movie Lovers Unite, and uh, we'll be talking some Harry Potter. And well, I, I'm gonna tr I'm gonna talk Hermione Granger because she's just the fucking bee's knees. Um, but uh, but so we're gonna talk some Harry Potter. I'm not sure, you know, whenever that'll be. I will keep y'all posted so you can check it out. It will be a lot of fun, but. Just wanted to say that and say welcome back to Hotel Nerd. It's good to see him back, uh, back in, uh, yeah. in action. So, always happy to see that name pop up on the screen. Don't even yeah. know what you look like. Yeah, real nice guy, man. Real nice guy. Uh, he had me on a show a couple times uh, uh, before he took his hiatus, and uh, one of the times uh, was when he had Brett and Kate on, and he was he was kind enough to extend uh, an invitation to me then to be on with them as well. So, really appreciate it, man. He's oh. a good guy. So, welcome, welcome back, back, dude. Welcome back. Um, but uh, they they were talking a little bit about uh, well, Dennis Quaid. Uh, quite a bit came up about Dennis Quaid. Uh, yeah, I haven't got much of a, a stake in this conversation either, to be honest. Um, 
I liked him in the um, the Jerry Lee Lewis movie. Yeah. And I I don't have the attachment to like the the American history and the Ronald Reagan. I, I don't know what that guy did that was bad, or or what what either. his wife, you know, or what I her mean, story that's was. That's not a defense of him. I'm just saying, I yeah. don't. I'm not aware of anything that he did that was super bad. Maybe if someone wants to point something out to me, then I'll read about it. But I don't know why people yeah. knock so much. I, I first heard who Ronald, Ronald Reagan was through Back to the Future. You know, who's your president? Ronald Reagan, the actor? You know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was my introduction, and I didn't really take it upon myself to, to go and investigate that particular period of your, your guys' history. Yeah. I'm not ignorant. It's yep. the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, you know, the what led into the Dennis Miller talk was, like you said, Reagan, some more uh, casting announcements for that. Um, but I wanted to 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 use that as a segue and just kind of uh, some of some of the best portrayals in biopics. Um, for example, I think about Jamie Fox as uh, Ray Charles yeah, quite that's a bit. Always one of the first ones that come to my mind. Um, yeah. it's 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 hard to to not talk about that one. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, like, Jamie Foxx, he can't be riding the success of that movie for, for the majority of his career because he's not really known for much quality outside of that. Is that, is that controversial, too? Well, he, he's a good actor. He's very talented. He's good, and he but commits. as far as, like, he's not like a blockbuster kind of a, kind of a person. You know what I mean? He doesn't yeah. – he's not no, like okay. – uh, He's not a draw like a Matthew McConaughey is a draw or, uh, uh, yeah. you know, something like that. But he's very highly talented, of course, you know. Yeah, it, definitely. And he, he's right. I mean, even just the voice he nailed so, so good. You, you, you'd be hard-pressed to tell the difference in some of those um, vocal performances, like where the, who's who's doing what and how much they used of who. Um, so... I, I'm pretty happy with that one. You know what doesn't get thought of as a, um, as a biopic? I guess it counts, but does Goodfellas count as a biopic? It's kind of a biopic. I don't think I would call it a... To me, a biopic would focus on one individual person. Um, but, I mean, in a yeah. roundabout way, I mean, we can put it in a basket as a biopic, just, like, make a big basket. Um, but other than that... Um, Slightly serious answer. Um, my favourite biopic is um, probably probably Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll with um, Andy Serkis played um, Ian Jury. I don't know how big Ian Jury is over there. Um, Ian Jury and the Blockheads, famous punk band from the seventies hmm. and eighties, and Andy Serkis. Um, his um, injury suffered with, I believe it was polio. Um, and Andy Serkis plays him so well in that movie. It's a great movie. Go check it out. I believe Naomi Harris is in that as well. Um, but if you're not familiar with the injury and the blockheads, do yourself a favour. It's better, than, or they're better than Rocky IV. The music, the image, everything. I'll check it out. Hell yeah. in the blockheads. Hell yeah, that's, for sure. That's, that's that's my top pick for biopic. If only so I can get some slightly uncultured Americans to, to listen to some top quality. Yeah. Music. 
Yeah. Um, as far as, yeah, favorite biopic, I would have to say probably Walk the Line. I'm a big Johnny Cash fan anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, so who it's about and the story, the acting, the writing. Um, but I mean, and then, but then you get into like the individual performances, uh, like, uh, like if they had brought it up and, and you can never talk about, uh, an actor portraying a real life person. I don't think, uh, without bringing up Val Kilmer in tombstone as doc holiday. I mean, we don't even really know a lot about doc holiday. We certainly don't know how he really acted and talked his mannerisms, but no. in my mind, Val Kilmer is doc holiday and, and Val Kilmer is so fucking good in, uh, in the doors as well. Is uh, oh, Jim Morrison so yeah, good? You put Tombstone over the doors. How you? How I you? Would, yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I've got. I haven't seen any of the movies, so I've got no. I, I just know yeah, that. Check them the out, legacy. man. I recommend it, dude. Very good. I like movie. the doors. Movies. You know, hot and cold on Val Kilmer. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I think he, he he had he there's um he he's been in some some weird not good movies both. You know, in the '90s and like late '80s, and and also more recently, um, but, but a lot of respect for Val Kilmer. He he's one of he's probably my third favorite Batman. If I had to rank those, um, I'd probably have Val Kilmer higher than most people. I, I have him above Christian Bale, that's for sure. What? So that's, a that's a different topic. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm I'm going to make a note of that. We are going to talk about, dude. We're going to deep dive into that. That's a that's a <laughs> that's not a hot take. That's a twat take. That's oh, a that's a Roxy inspired twat take. Not saying Roxy, not Roxy inspired. Like she gives a lot of twat takes. I mean, because of her the her vocabulary. I love her choice of Man, vocabulary. I'll do it. You know, there was a time when I used to question myself, thinking, Am I just make? Am I making the right take on that? And I would question myself, but then recently I saw some clips of um of Bale's Batman, and he's Bruce Wayne is one thing that's fine. You can talk about that, but that that Batman voice is just so ridiculous. It is, and the lines aren't great either all the time, and that's not necessarily his fault. Um, but yeah, we can get into that another time. I'll, I'll I'll do a whole show on Batman. Oh yeah, we will. We will because or, I'm or just specifically Christian Bale. Bale if you want. <laughs> American American Psycho is one of my favorite movies, so it's not a thing against Bale. No, he's great. Um, he's fucking really good actor. Hell yeah! Um, uh, talking about um, Ben Bateman doing Tom Cruise, you know, um, Christian Bale actually based um, his performance in American Psycho on. A um, Letterman in interview with Tom Tom Cruise. So yes. there's definitely, if you watch Tom Cruise and American Psycho, you can see the um, similarities with him and Bateman. It makes it even more unnerving, which we didn't need to do. But there you go. You're welcome, guys. I've done it for you. <laughs> oh, that's that. cool. I'm it's that, it's that face. It's that that it's that fake fake laugh. Mm. You know that soulless emotionless laugh is it real well, I mean, you know scientology dude it, it, it'll it'll do some fucked up shit to you yeah um, wall street <laughs> yeah yeah uh, both bad, probably 
dude, that's all I had in notes for Wednesday, man. Yeah, Is there man. anything else that, that you had that tickled your fancy? No, yesterday, um, not yesterday. Today's show was just it was just more of the like the best of kind of what we've been getting lately. Um, you know, they went deep on some topics. You know, they went silly on some. You know, the show the show bots were coming in. Roker didn't have to bang your door down and beg for the the show bots today. Um, I like Roker hosting as well. Um, but you know, he can get a bit heavy handed with that sometimes. But he didn't need to do it today because. You know, we've got a new Schmobot and everyone wanted to, to make the new puppet talk. So oh, I'm yeah. a big fan of um, Lawrence. Big shout out to Lawrence. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. Welcome to the welcome to the community. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Here's the many more. Cheers, mate. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, at least I didn't try to do an accent. I cannot do it. Um but, uh, but, hey, that'll wrap it up for this uh, midweek episode for this week. Uh, we'll be back Friday to, to talk about tomorrow and Friday's episodes. Um, I'm trying hard to get a hold of an old high school friend of mine to see if she can give us 10 minutes on Friday uh, yeah. to talk about something that uh, is related to earlier this week. I don't want to say anything more than that because I don't know if I can get her, but if I can, it would be awesome because – she works. She works in a place where she would be in, in a in a cool position to talk about it. So, everybody, uh, color me intrigued. Yeah, I'll let you know out here off air. I won't keep you in the dark, buddy. Oh, uh, but uh, we'll be back then on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but until then, man, where can folks find you at? You can find this man with the inside source on all things after SCN live at Dean Lewis two nine nine two zero nine 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 at Twitter. And we'll DL 2099 on Instagram. That's all I got. Wish I had something to plug. Maybe next week. Maybe next week, man. Uh, but if y'all want to find me on the Twitter, you can do so at jwade1134. That is the letter J W A D E one one three four. You can also follow Merc with the movie blog at movie blog Merc on the Twitter, uh, Facebook movie blog uh, Merc with the movie blog rather on the Facebook uh, YouTube channel Merc with the movie blog. Um, that's where you can find Go Get That Rose, which is live tonight. Sarah and myself, it's going to be a fucking blast. Uh, go, get that, go get that rose on the Mandalorian show that we've got. We finally titled the show. We did first season of it, and now second season we have a name. It is called Hey Mando, uh, or as I like, which obviously is inspired from Christian uh, from Christian Harloff. So thank you, Christian. So, but when I hear it in my head, it's like Hey Mando, but it's hard to it's hard to be like. Hey everybody! Welcome to Hey Mando. This week, <laughs> you know, so it's a little difficult to get that 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 feeling in there. Uh, uh, you just cut out the middleman. You don't say Hey everybody, welcome to name insert name of show. You just say Hey Mando. Here we go, and then you start the show. Yeah, man. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna talk to Sean about that. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. If not for the opening of the show, maybe for the new promo. We. Uh, Good evening, if, Mandos and Mandettes, you know. Hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> Mandettes. Uh, but also uh, also on your podcasting platforms, guys, you just go to Anchor uh, is is what I understand is the easiest way, but Merc with the Movie Blog feed there. 
Um, lots of Get stuff it. going on around here. So uh, be sure and check all that out. And uh, we will be back Friday to wrap up this week. So until then, guys, be safe. <laughs>